I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. This episode of the Raptors of Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, a new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets. Order yours online at kfc.ca and get it before tip up. So I'm recapping the Toronto Raptors 137-126 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, just a programming note for people watching on YouTube. It's not going to be a video component to this. Um, you know, I wasn't even sure I was going to do a reaction pod um, since I'm on vacation right now in Mexico City. But uh, seeing that the Raptors have now uh, extended the win streak to 15 games, which is uh, apparently now stands alone as the uh, longest win streak in Canadian sporting history. The Calgary Stampeders apparently had a 14-game win streak in the CFL, so um, shout out to the Stampeders for that. I guess it's very impressive in football, but yeah, um, wasn't really sure I was going to do a pod, but I mean, look, they won 15 straight. Uh, I caught a little bits and pieces of it before, you know, you know, going through and watching it again, and uh, it was a very fun game, so, you know, the vibes are good, you know, people are happy, um, so yeah, why not do a pod? But yeah, there's no video component to this, so you, know, you just got to listen to the audio. Um, but yeah, so this game, um, you know, it never really felt like it was in doubt. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I did catch up on it, so I knew what the final result was going to be. But at the same time, um, you know, it was, you know, there were some moments uh, in, the, in the first half that, not necessarily frustrating, but just kind of like out of character. Like the Raptors just, A, didn't play any defense in the first half. Um, you know, the Timberwolves had the lead at halftime. Um, they 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 had scored seventy five points at half. They were up seventy five to seventy four in halftime. That's uh, that's nuts. Um, and you know, in the in the second quarter, there the Timberwolves actually had uh, a lead for a lot of that, just because the Raptors kept turning the ball over. A lot of silly turnovers, uncharacteristic, really. The uh, the backcourt of uh, Lowry and Van Vliet combined for twelve turnovers, and that really helped the Timberwolves um, get out in the fast break and score. Um, you know, they had. Uh, 26 points off the Raptors' 20 turnovers um, tonight. And, uh, you know, it, it, mostly it was just the Raptors weren't playing much defense. Let's be real. Uh, you know, the Timberwolves, to be honest, it's hard to assess this new team. Like, I'm not going to go as far as, as Ryan Saunders, their head coach, um, who said, you know, hey, we're 1-0. and That's all after they smacked up the Clippers by 27 points. But, by the way, that was a fully healthy Clipper team. Um, you know, no load management or anything like that. They had Kawhi and Paul George and Lou Will and, and Marcus Morris and all these guys and Pat Beverly, the defensive stopper, and they allowed 141 points to the Timberwolves. Um, so the Timberwolves have been playing impressive basketball, but uh, this is a team that has brought in eight new pieces at the trade deadline, which um, is just nuts, really. A lot of teams don't even go off through that much turnover in the course of an offseason, let alone just a trade deadline, but... 
got a new pieces. And it's hard to assess because, like, look at the starting lineup. Like, you know, Malik Beasley, a new piece. DeAndre Russell, a new piece. Juancho Hernan Gomez, a new piece. James Johnson seems to be the guy who's capping things off the bench. He's a new piece. Um, Alan Crabb comes in. He's a new piece. So it's just, it's hard to assess this team. And, and to be honest, they were playing free flowing basketball. Like they, you know, they were they were scoring um, pretty easily. You know, D'Angelo uh, Russell had a couple of really impressive shots. He's just a really smooth guy to watch. It's very entertaining to watch him. I'm not sure he's actually that good at affecting winning, but as you know, as aesthetically, he's a very appealing basketball player. And yeah, it was just you know, um, the Raptors didn't play much defense in the first half, but. Again, like, this is a theme that happens over and over again, especially with good teams. You know, they'll let you hang for the first half. They'll trade punches with you. They'll keep it close. Like, the Raptors are only down one, despite the fact that Minnesota scored 75 points in the first half. They're only down one. And then they turn it on, and that's what happened in the third quarter. The Raptors locked in defensively, um, held the Timberwolves to 19 points in the third quarter on 33% shooting. And they won that quarter by a score of 32 to 19. And, you know, the Raptors, you knew offensively they could score. The Timberwolves do not play any defense. Uh, you know, it, it was the case before they, the de- trade deadline. Uh, and it's the case after the trade deadline. Um, you know, they, they play Carl Anthony Towns at center. And I'll get to Towns plenty in this podcast. But, you know, when you play Towns at center, um, you are basically forfeiting defense. He does not. I don't know if he doesn't care, uh, but it definitely seems like he doesn't know how to play defense. Uh, and early in his career, it's like, yeah, he's young, you know, you'll learn, but it's like year four or five for Towns now. Like, you're going to play defense at some point, man. You're going to take this game seriously, but not so much. Um, so you know the Raptors are going to continue to score. It was just whether or not they can lock it defensively. And they didn't even do it for that long. Um, you know, I, I thought uh, the te- intensity defensively th- uh, for the Raptors was much better in the second half for sure. But it was really in that third quarter where, you know, they really pressured the ball, really neutralized Russell a little bit, uh, you know, took away some of the easy baskets for guys like Hernan Gomez and Malik Beasley off cuts. Um, and, yeah, that was, you know, that was enough to get the Raptors separation. And the Raptors had to close it out after that. Um, you know, in the fourth quarter there, uh, it was just... Look, offensively, everyone looked freaking amazing in this one, man. Uh, but Pascal down the stretch, you know, getting uh, to the, his spots at will. That pick-and-roll combination involving Kyle Lowry, um, just to get introduce a switch onto a smaller guy, reminded me a lot of what Kyle and Damar used to do. That was their pet play. Um, Kyle, obviously, is just an excellent screener, and so he's able to introduce the switch. And that's a very minor thing that people don't talk a lot about, you know, who's an excellent screener or whatever. We don't get advanced stats on screens unless you're <laughs> unless you're a Utah Jazz fan uh trying to pump uh, Rudy Gobert but you know Kyle's a really really good screener and he's able to effectively create that switch and every time you got the switch you know Pascal just went to work man um you know in those mismatches nobody could stop him uh and, and you'd like to see that aggressive mentality going to the basket uh, again, it helps that Towns is the center, so he doesn't know how to like, help defense, so he doesn't know when to rotate over and contest Pascal, but whatever. Uh, Pascal's really closing it. Van Vliet hit a couple of big shots and had a pretty big, couple of big steals there. Uh, Rondé had a just amazing game overall. I'm so happy for him. Um, you know, he's a guy who wants it so badly. When you watch him play, you know he wants to win so badly. You know he wants to contribute, despite the fact that he it's just a very awkward game. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily come off for him all the time, but you know, he, he has the will to win and he was really good tonight. Just all throughout all quarters. He probably the Raptors best defender tonight. 
Uh, and, and even McCaw, you know, um, with some couple of just keeping loose balls alive, you know, hitting a three, at, 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 you know, during that fourth quarter stretch there. Uh, he hit that three, and then, you know, he, the, the Timberwolves called timeout, and everybody on the Raptors bench mobbed McCaw. Uh, it was a really nice moment. It's just a good win for the team overall. And, again, it's just, you know, you, you just knew they were going to win. Like, it, it, bad teams just don't beat the Raptors. And uh, this is why the Raptors have a 15-game win streak. You know, they've, it's true that they've had some softer games on the schedule, but um, the Raptors just have this thing where they're able to take it to the next level in terms of their intensity, in terms of their execution, everything like that. Um, and the Timberwolves just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't matter. Like, couldn't, couldn't match it. Like, the Raptors just, you know... They're the defending champions. Like I don't know what else you want me to say. They're their 15 game uh, win streak now. It's it, it was very fun to watch this game. Um, you, you, everybody in the starting lineup played really well. So a couple of notes. First off, Serge Ibaka missed this game due to flu-like symptoms. Um, so that created what seemed on paper to be a, a big problem because uh, you don't have Serge. Obviously, Mark remains out with a hamstring issue. So you don't have like a good option to play at center and the other side they have town so offensively is very uh, very special and so um nick nurse decides to go with ronda hollis jefferson in the starting lineup i think that's a pretty good call in that sense because um you know even though boucher is uh obviously the third string center and i guess the natural choice to start in this situation um ronda is a more physical guy ronda is a more um just has more muscle on him and you know i, I thought that was a better Assignment in terms of just covering towns and sort of you know doing the bare minimum of just like hey man we don't want him to catch the ball like in the restricted area all the time we want a guy who can sort of um, at least put up some resistance in the post and things like that it, it, it probably made more sense to go with Rondé there just because he's a lot stronger than Boucher is Boucher just struggles to hold his position because he's so skinny um, and I, I thought the Raptors you know again defensively it's not a lot to compliment here but at, at least in terms of their game plan against Towns was pretty good. Um, because you look at it, Towns shot five of 13 from the field, five of those, he only made five shots. Three of those were three pointers, which, you know, whatever, he's going to get some threes. He got to the free throw line a couple of times, whatever. Um, and he got some assists, you know, he has a little bit of that, that Microsoft high, low passing and stuff like that. It always helps when your center can shoot, then you can pass inside and, you know, opens the floor for cutters, but he also had five turnovers as well. And you're telling me if Towns with no mark and no search on the floor, that Carnthony Towns only gets two two-point shots made and five turnovers in 37 minutes, I will take that 100% of the time. Um, so I, I thought, you know, um, the Raptors' defensive strategy of using Hollis Jefferson as the primary defender on Towns with plenty of help coming from Pascal, OG, Fred, and uh, you know, uh, and, and uh, Kyle, it worked pretty well. It worked pretty well, um, you know, and I, I thought at least... It turned something that was clearly going to be a problem into something that wasn't necessarily a problem. It was more ambiguous, more even. And, you know, it also helps when Ronda Hells doesn't get you 21 points, man. Season high for Ronda in 34 minutes, 8 of 13 from the field. Um, again, it just goes to show how little defense Towns plays. Like, the just overall team defense for the Timberwolves was just bad. Anytime the Raptors went to the rim, they scored. Um, you look at just the stat lines from this game from the, just the front court, right? Just the front court. OG and Obi, 10 of 13 from the field. Rondé, 8 of 13 from the field. And that includes one, you know, layup that he missed on the fast break that was wide open in 2-3. So really, really, he was, you know, like 8 of 10. <laughs> 8 of 10, uh, in, in the, in, you know, 
on two point range. And then Pascal was fourteen of uh, twenty one, including six threes. Um, so, you know, defensively the Raptors. Uh, they didn't necessarily play that well, but uh, they just gave, like, whatever, like, Towns was giving them offensively, he gave it all back defensively. Um, you know, this game, I mean, Rondé was amazing, and, and definitely he gets a lot of credit. He had a very difficult assignment in Towns, and he did the most with it. Very good at cutting. Um, but a lot of it was just the Raptors perimeter guys would beat their guys on the perimeter and get into the paint and draw the help. And Rondé and OG were just getting wide open basket after wide open basket. Kyle, I thought was really opportunistic with his passing. You know, a little bit wild today, of course, with Kyle. Eight turnovers. Um, that might be a season high for him. But um, the way he sort of like kept the pace of this game going, anytime the Timberwolves scored, the Raptors had a response. Um, and and he, he did throw some really, really awesome passes to Rondé and OG. And again, this is just like dump off passes in transition, stuff like that. Um, yeah, you know, it, it was great. And, it, you know, again, I not to belabor this point on Towns, but, like, as I watched this game, so many plays just stood out to me. Like, the first basket of the game, um, Ronnie Hollis Jefferson drives straight into Towns, and you would think, man, this is a guy. Rondé is, like, 6'6". Towns is 7 feet tall. Towns has perfect position for once, and Rondé is driving right into the body. We've seen Rondé miss so many shots like that, and somehow Rondé gets to lay up the fall over Towns. It somehow doesn't get tested, that, and it was just that way the whole night. Like if you fast forward to the end of the game, um, Towns trying to score in the post, Pascal blocking him repeatedly. Uh, you know, <laughs> Towns trying to score in the post against Fred VanVleet couldn't do it. <laughs> um, and then you know the only other way, like you know Siakam going to the rim, and it was one sequence that really stood out to me where um, Towns had the post mismatch against Terrence Davis, a rookie point guard, all right? Um, but <laughs> Towns gets his way into the middle, spins, throws up the hook shot. Pascal's there, perfect timing on, on the block um, to record the block right before the ball trajectory came down, so it wasn't a goal 10. Great help, to be, great defense, um, great help defense, great timing, everything like that. The play goes the other way. It's the exact same situation with the Raptors. Siakam in the post against a rookie in Jarrett Culver. And Siakam's having his way. He's going, and you could tell he's going to just overwhelm his man and go to the rim for a layup. Towns, what does he do in this situation? First of all, he has Rondé as his assignment, so he should be helping liberally. Rondé is not a guy who is going to be popping up for threes and stuff like that. Maybe he flashes in for a cut or whatever, but for the most part, you're supposed to help off Rondé. Towns helps off Rondé late, then comes over to Siakam, who's already at this point like within four feet of the basket. Towns comes over with his hands down, so it doesn't really is not really contest a shot. And then he tries to contest Siakam on his left side, even though Siakam is a right-handed player, and Siakam is a layup. And that sequence right there really just goes to show the difference between these two guys. You know, like they might post similar numbers, Towns might even post better numbers, but like, come on, man, which guy, which guy impacts winning, and which guy is just you know getting garbage stats on a garbage team? And it was pretty clear. And then there was another play later on where Towns tries to post up Siakam or Fred VanVleet. Siakam comes again with a credible block at the basket. Um, you know, meets Towns right at the rim. Towns falls over, complains. And then going the other way, Fred Lee finds himself. Actually, you know what? Going the other way, Kyle Lowry has the ball, and he has two decisions. He has Siakam in the post against D'Angelo Russell. That's a guaranteed bucket. But Kyle Lowry looks to his left, and he goes, you know what? Fred VanVleet's right there, and he's got Carnathan Towns. That's a bigger mismatch. Fred VanVleet against Carnathan Towns somehow was a bigger mismatch than Pascal Siakam against D'Angelo Russell. Kyle swings the ball over to Fred. Fred stares down uh, for Cat. He doesn't really make a move. He just pulls up for three from like 30. Again, Towns has his, uh, his hands down. 
And uh, and then <laughs> Van Vliet splashes a three in his eye. And it's just this pattern of just watching this game. I'm just so disappointed in watching Towns, man. Like, what is this man doing? What is this man saying? But um, lots of good performances tonight. Uh, career high for Ojanobi, 25 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, a block in 36 minutes, 10 of 13 shooting from the field, 3 of 4. Uh, OG was awesome, awesome, man. Uh, he got out in transition early on. Kyle found him some great passes. He found him for a lob pass right at the rim for, well, actually, he found, he found him for two lob passes. The first time he, OG caught the ball, came down with it, finished with the dunk. Second time, he just went up and finished the alley uh, and then you know, as OG's confidence grew, and and, and you know, as his first off, just his his ability to score in transition is something that early in the season was more highlighted. Uh, in the middle of the season, it's sort of gone away, but um, tonight, you know, it's back in full effect. And OG, you know, has that ability to uh, be Siakam esque uh, in transition, right? The Siakam, obviously, this year is the primary guy. He's not getting as many transition points as he was before. Um, but, you know, OG is, is sort of can sort of fill that position that Siakam did last year, especially in transition, where, you know, you can go to the rim. Um, and, and, you know, he's a big target. He's a guy with good hands. Uh, you know, obviously, he's athletic. He can finish. Why not, you know, leak out and get easy baskets? And I thought OG imposed himself early, got himself involved. He was really hot going to halftime. And then third quarter, he started making some crazy shots, like pull out for three, Another play where he had Towns on him. It's always Towns somehow, but he had Towns on him. And OG uh, decides to do a little relocation, sort of like sidestep three. And he hits that right in Towns' face. And uh, OG was amazing, man. Really, really good. Uh, his first career 2010 game. Um, and was just making plays all over the place. And you just love to see it, man. You love to see him be that efficient. Uh, Rondé already talked about just, you know, defense, just tenacious. You know, him, him being able to switch on the guys, too. Like, at one point, you know, yeah, he was the center. Functionally, defensively, he was the center. But then he was switching on to point guards, like D'Angelo Russell. And, and, you know, doing a good job of containing him. Stuff like that. Obviously, they were teammates and stuff like that. So, you know, Towns or um, Rondé probably knows most of Russell's moves from when they played together with the Nets the last two years. Um. But yeah, Rondé was was awesome. You know, uh, again, it's just any action involving Towns defensively, they were scoring. So Rondé got twenty one points. I mean, like um, it was kind of as simple as that: pick and roll, you know, little drop, dump, dump offs, little transition plays. So that Rondé was just getting whatever he wanted. Uh, Pascal was red hot from three, and so whenever he does that, it's going to be a, you know one of those nights. You know, he's. If he hits his threes, it's game over for you. Uh, he's going to have 30 points and stuff like that. And it's nice to see because Siakam's three has not necessarily been there since he's come back from the injury. So they really had to sort of rework everything in terms of just like finding his rhythm, finding his timing. And yeah, man, six threes for Siakam tonight, including a couple of pull-up threes in the fourth quarter. And of course, just going to the rim at will. Again, defensively, the, the, the Timberwolves weren't putting up much of a, you know, much of a fight and Siakam was able to get whatever he wanted. Obviously, great help defense there as well in, in, the, in the post, you know, whenever there was mismatches. And then Kyle, Kyle was really just awesome. He was just, you know, setting the tone early on. I think he made his first five shots, you know, it, it, the pull-up jumpers for Kyle today was, he was in such a great rhythm. It always helps when Kyle has gone up against smaller guys, um, you know, like uh, McLaughlin or whatever his name was. Um, on the Timberwolves is, is very, very short. And so Kyle's able to pull up coming around screens. Uh, you know, just the separation that he got around screens was just, again, the Timberwolves don't play much defense. So, uh, Kyle's able to find a lot of open jumpers. He was on with the jumpers too. So it was great. And also just the, you know, uh, his passing was, was good. I mean, look, the eight turnovers is regrettable and definitely kept the Timberwolves in the game a little bit early on. But, um, you know, that all out intensive by Kyle, uh, the passes, everything was good. I mean, you know, 
He's Kyle Lowry. What else am I going to say? He's he, he was awesome. And then Fred, I thought you know, first half Fred was real quiet, but second half Fred really turned it on. Uh, not the most efficient game for Fred, but plus twenty one tonight for Fred. Seven assists, three steals. Um, you know, a couple of great plays. Uh, you know, he picking up D'Angelo Russell and going in for a layup. And I thought this is probably the KFC bucket of the game for me was um, coming out the pick and roll with D'Angelo Russell. Um, Fred and Rondé blitzed them like. 30 feet from the basket, completely overwhelmed him, got the steal, and then Fred throws this, you know, he's facing his own basket, and at, a, at the halfway line, he after chasing down a loose ball, and he flings a pass over his head, and it's perfectly in time, uh, and, and bounced right there for Rondé to streak ahead and get, uh, get the dunk. I thought that was just a really impressive play. It just shows great spatial awareness, and again, just great defensive tenacity to to uh you know a you know come up with the stop on Russell and uh, B to to you know uh, win the loose ball and then uh, throw an amazing dime to Rondé and, and Fred had some you know big threes at the end you know Fred he's Fred Van Vliet man what do you what do you want he's gonna be great um yeah I mean it's just look this is a very fun game this is a very fun game I, the Raptors are gonna win this all the way there was nothing that the Timberwolves are really gonna do that really stop them offensively um and so you know the raptors are going to score the whole time if the raptors play like five to ten minutes of good defense they have this game and that's that's all they need to do and so the raptors have now won 15 straight games <laughs> uh they have one more game before the uh the all-star weekend um you know they play the brooklyn nets again um brooklyn just had a, a very riveting win over the indiana pacers uh, Spencer Dinwiddie had some clutch shots there, and so you know it's not necessarily going to be an easy game. But like, come on, the Raptors have won 15 straight. They're on an amazing roll. Um, you know, assuming Serge can recover from that ill, that little uh, flu that he's got, and you know uh, is able to play, then yeah, it's probably a win. And if they, even if they don't play, I don't know, they probably win again. I mean, still, I mean, Rondé, you know, we saw it today at center. He's he's pretty effective in that role. Uh, and, you know, it's it's an interesting way for, again, it's just an interesting way for Nick Nurse to play him. And Nick is really closing in now in terms of that uh, all-time coaching record, man. Uh, the win percentage for uh, for Nick Nurse, I haven't really done the calculation, but I think he's about, I, I did it two days ago, and he was two games back, or two and a half games back of Golden State. Golden State has lost two games, and Raptors have won two games. So if the Raptors, if, if Golden State loses another game or the Raptors win another game, Nick Nurse will officially pass Steve Kerr as the NBA all-time uh, coach's leader in win percentage. Now, granted, he's only coached a year and a half, but damn, what a year and a half it's been for Nick Nurse and some great calls along the way. I thought Rondé playing center tonight was just, you know, it was a, it was a really smart move, and it really worked out. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the Raptors could, again, go. they can be going into the All-Star break with 16 straight wins. Um you know, it's unfortunate that the Bucks and the uh, Celtics keep winning, so they're not making that much uh, ground in the standings necessarily. But, look, I don't have to worry about everything else. I just want to see the Raptors do what they do. And uh, 15th straight for the Toronto Raptors. Unbelievable. Uh, in terms of your three stars tonight, first star, there's a lot of ways to go with this. There's a lot of ways to go with this. But first star, I'm giving it to... I'm giving it to Rondé, man. He really stepped up in a big way. 21.6 rebounds and assists, three steals. 
plus 20, five fouls. He played with five fouls for um, most of the fourth quarter, but his intensity was, you know, just as good as anyone else. Like him and McCaw winning loose balls in the fourth quarter really did help the Raptors sort of, uh, you know, create separation and just, you know, uh, you know, leave the Timberwolves in the dust. And of course, his post defense against uh, Towns was amazing. Um, and his his post offense against Towns was amazing. So um, shout out Rondé, man. I'm really happy for him. Uh, he's had a tough go of, it, uh, of late. He's sort of been, you know, bouncing in and out of the rotation. He's been frustrated with himself, something like that. You can tell he wants to win, and today he really stepped in a big way. Uh, second start, giving that to Pascal. 34 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, a block, 37 minutes, 14 of 21 from the field, 6 of 8 from deep. Nice to see that he recovered the 3 points drove from deep. Um, you know, Timberwolves are real mad. <laughs> Timberwolves are real mad um, because Pascal shot a 3 with, like, I don't know, 20 plus seconds left in the game, and there was only three seconds left on the shot clock. Again, it was Towns who didn't play any defense on the perimeter. So Siakam was like, I got to take that shot. I'm not taking a turnover here. The game's still going. So he takes a three, and then apparently the Timberwolves bench wasn't happy about it. Siakam went over to talk to the coaching staff in the next possession and sort of, you know, everything was all good, whatever. Towns, I'm not really sure. He seemed upset. He had a very surly look as he went into the uh, Raptors locker room. Or the, the, the Raptors tunnel and stuff like that, and to, towards the uh, visiting locker room. But yeah, I mean, Siakam was was amazing. You know, down the stretch, Pascal dominating, taking over. One play I, I thought was really nice, um, just in terms of his mentality, was came out the pick and roll with Kyle Lowry. Kyle was actually open because um, uh, defensively, everyone was trying to suck, uh, sort of sucked in. Um, you know, trying to stop Siakam, but Siakam was patient, waited for the defense to sort of clear the paint for that three seconds call, and then immediately attacked, got to the rim for a layup. You know, when you're looking off Kyle Lowry, who has 27 points on 9 of 16 shooting, because you're, uh, and, and it's actually a good decision for the offense, that's when you know you're pretty damn good. So Siakam gets the second star. And of course, you know, defensively, you know, pretty important help defense in the fourth quarter against Towns. And the third star, we get that to OJ Anobi, 25 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals a block, 10 of 13 from the field, 3 of 4 from deep, 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Um, it's, lo- it's lovely to see OJ do this. It really is. Um, and there's a lot of takeaways here that, you know, or whatever, you play a shit defense like the Timberwolves, it's, it's harder to get numbers against a competent team as compared to the Timberwolves. But I will say this for OG, um, the stuff that he was doing in transition, uh, getting out in the fast break, uh, you know, being aggressive in terms of, uh, you know, his post scoring, uh, you know, just presenting himself, you know, a couple of plays where he was just sort of flashing on the baseline and his timing his cuts well. Those are all things that are under, under his control. And, you know, he, he is too talented of an offensive player to have zero points like he did a couple of days ago. Um, he can be involved. He can do things. It's not all about the three for OG. He's a very physical guy. He's a very good finisher for the around the basket. And, and, you know, for a small forty, he's he's really really good. And he's got um, a lot of explosiveness. He you know he's uh, got pretty good patience. He doesn't have good moves, but he, he reads it well down low. So um, yeah, I want to see more of this from OG. But yeah, he was phenomenal today. Career high twenty five with uh, twelve rebounds. You know. Great game from OG. But honestly, there's a lot of guys that are going to get a lot of love here. Kyle could get a star. Freck could get a star. Um, but yeah. In terms of the Gerald Henderson Award, um, you know, I, I don't really know who to give it to on this team. I'll give it to James Johnson, actually. Um, he had two threes in the fourth quarter there, seven rebounds, three assists. Pretty much the old James Johnson. And uh, it was nice to see James, you know, um, play well and finally get an opportunity again obviously he sort of fell out of favor in Miami 
Um, but yeah, James is a guy who's a capable guy, and I've always liked James. You know, he's a two-time Raptor, uh, came here twice under Dwayne Casey, um, and you know, I don't know. I just always have love for this guy, James Johnson. You know, I, was, I always thought he was very, really, really talented. And, you know, had all this untapped potential, never really put it together, but still a pretty talented guy, and he could do some things. And I thought he was pretty good running the second unit for the Minnesota. So, James Johnson, you're a Gerald Henderson Award. Um, so that does for the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, I'm not sure I'll do another React pod, but who knows, man. Um, everyone is stoked about the Raptors. I am too. Like, I'm on vacation in Mexico City, and I'm just like, look, <laughs> as great as it is here, like, it was 27 degrees, um, you know, just lovely. I just had some, like, incredible seafood. Uh, but the Raptors are... Like, they're irresistible. Like, I don't know how you could deny this team. Like, you know, I just wanted to come back to the Airbnb and watch this game realistically. So maybe that says something about me being a fiend. But uh, no, this team is irresistible right now. And they won 15 straight. And they'll play again on Wednesday against Brooklyn. So, um, you know, look out for the pod. If it's there, if it's there. If it's not, it's not. But, uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Big thanks to KFC for sponsoring the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm signing out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.